Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Chris sent me a note about flying. And people ask me from time to time about flying. And I go, you know, I don't like to fly. I don't like to fly. And people, oh, are you scared to fly? No, no, no. I just don't like the flying experience. I don't like airports. I don't like uh, crowding onto a plane. I don't like, uh, you know, dealing with people bumping into me and, and so on. Um, so <laughs> I just... I just, I'm not a fan of the experience, although I've flown a couple times recently. I mentioned I flew to South Carolina a couple weeks ago, flew to California a few weeks before that, but those are both decent experiences, but I mean, I've got some memories, I've got some stories, I've had some crazy things happen to me on airplanes, but um, Chris sent me notes, Steve checks out from bestlifeonline.com, American Airlines flight attendants warned not to give coach the premium experience, so the carrier does not want the crew to offer perks to those who aren't paying for them. But the confusing part is exactly which perks go to which people. So Callie Coleman wrote this. and says, flying is typically an expensive endeavor, which is why so many of us opt for the cheaper coach seats on a flight to lower the cost. Now, they might call it economy now, but a name change doesn't stop us from being envious of the extra room, better food, and other perks afforded those in first class. There's always hope that a little luck or kindness to the cabin crew will allow us to get some of those benefits. But uh, American Airlines is now advising its flight attendants against it. So American Airlines technically has two choices when it comes to economy seating, basic economy or premium economy. Now, in terms of pricing, the basic economy fare is the carrier's cheapest option. The premium economy fare is described as an elevated travel experience for economy passengers, but of course, it ain't first class. A premium economy ticket includes special amenities with seats behind a flagship business or first, the airline explains on its website. In other words, you don't have to buy a first class ticket just to get some extra perks on an AA flight. Compared to basic economy, the premium economy option offers several additional benefits such as wider seats, free entertainment, better dining, travel amenity kits, and sleep sets, sleep sets. Now American Airlines is cracking down on flight attendants, spreading the wealth. If you're sitting in the basic economy section, you might have experienced some generosity from flight attendants when it comes to certain premium-only perks. But the carrier is now saying it's going to end in a post on Twitter. Aviation Watchdog posted a memo that American Airlines allegedly sent to its flight attendants, warning them not to go above and beyond for the passengers in the least expensive seating section. Here's the quote. Please refrain from offering premium cabin amenities, such as pillows, blankets, amenity kits, certain food items, to customers who are not seated in a premium cabin, the memo states. According to the memo, these restrictions are about a commitment to ensuring a consistent customer experience. Best Life reached out to American Airlines about the notice and will update the story if they get a response. Some travelers have already expressed their frustration on this. Translation, please don't make flying economy any better than the absolute minimum since we want to continue to lose customers to other airlines. (laughs) Another wrote, did they also put a memo saying that premium cabin passengers should get consistent service throughout the flight instead of sitting in the galley playing Candy Crush? During less full flights, passengers sometimes get up and change seats once the doors close. 
But in November of last year, American Airlines also sought to crack down on that as well. At the time, uh, somebody shared another memo from the airline to its flight attendants telling them that they should police passengers trying to move up from regular coach seats to the extra legroom seats in the main cabin. It's not unusual for main cabin customers to ask to change seats after they boarded the aircraft, such as to sit next to a family member or to get out of a middle seat. However, customers may not be familiar with our seat change policy, particularly when it comes to main cabin extra seats. While you may allow a customer to move to an available main cabin seat, they're not permitted to move into a main cabin extra seat unless they're booked in that class. So if a customer asks to move to a seat in a different seat classification, politely decline the request unless there's a customer service or regulatory conflict present. I can tell you right now a couple of my favorite stories. I once was flying, I believe, to California, but I could be wrong on that one. But I was flying someplace, and I went to check in for my flight. And when I had checked in, uh, there's all kinds of seats available and stuff. But, of course, they now charge you if you want to sit in an exit row. Now, I'm tall. I know it doesn't look like it on camera, but I'm six foot two. So I like to sit with more legroom. So I would often ask, do you have anything available in an exit row? And even though some airlines charged you for that, I've actually had an airline person say, oh, we've got one open. You can just have it. And and I've been given them many times, many times. And so one time I was checking in and... um, not quite sure why, but I asked, you know, do you, do, you, do you have anything available in the exit row? And got kind of a curt response, a, a rude response. And the person said, those cost $25. Which actually wasn't my question. My question was, do you have any? And I said, oh, okay. And I just said, you know something, I'm, I'm not even going to deal with this person. I don't, I, don't feel like, I don't feel like starting my trip dealing with somebody who just did that. So I said, okay, whatever. I got on the plane. I was seated one seat behind the exit row, which was completely empty. Three seats on this side, three seats on this side, all of them empty. All empty. Now, call me crazy, but I believe the FAA wants people in those rows who are willing and able to help in an emergency, in case there is one. And I understand that because they have more leg room, they often do sell for a premium. But if nobody buys them and the row is empty, aren't they doing it wrong? Shouldn't they have somebody sitting there? So what's funny about it is I was on that flight with that empty set of exit row seats, and the plane took off. And a few minutes later, a guy from behind me got up, walked over, and he laid down in one of those rows. And a a flight attendant came by and just started chewing the guy out. (laughs) You can't sit there. You Get out of this row. And I was going to say, but excuse me, I understand he's laying down across the seats. Maybe maybe that's a little bit too much. But don't you actually want people sitting there? Don't you want people sitting there? I can also tell you that I recently flew, as I said, South Carolina, California. And... Bunch of different flights in there. They they weren't both direct flights like that. And one of the things that almost always happens is you know that a few years back they changed it to where people used to just check everything and you get to where you're going, you go to the baggage, get your baggage and move on. But a while back they said, we're going to start charging you to check bags. So what you can carry on the plane, you get one 
item that goes underneath the seat in front of you. One goes in the overhead. And if you do that, most, most airlines will say, you can do that for free, part of your ticket. If you check a bag, it's going to cost you. So many people now go, screw it, I ain't checking a bag. I ain't checking a bag. So what they do, of course, is they get these gigantic roller cases that barely fit in the overhead and these gigantic personal bags that barely fit underneath in front of them. And before you know it, on a full flight, the overheads are full and there's still 20 people to get on board the plane. And every flight, every flight that I flew in my last two trips, they made the announcement at the gate If you've got a bag and want to gate check it, you can do it for free. Every time I hear that announcement, I think to myself, okay, and all the people who paid to check their bags right now are kicking themselves. And I understand why they're doing it, because there isn't room on the plane for all those bags. But your system is set up wrong. The system is set up where this happens all the time, So there's a bunch of people who foolishly paid to check their bags and a bunch of other people who didn't want to pay to check their bags and don't have to because they dragged their bag to the gate and now they're going to gate check it. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, at a gate check situation, they put a tag on your bag at the gate, you get on the plane, and your bag gets put on the plane last or towards the end of the loading process. When the plane lands, when you get off, they tell you to stand at the gate And they'll unload your bag right there, and you grab your bag and head up the jetway and get out of there. And so the people who didn't check their bags for money get to do it for free if they drag it all the way to the gate. And it's something I just thought, that's kind of weird. It's not a good look. But then again, we also know that there are some discount airlines (laughs) that will actually charge you for a carry-on if it won't fit underneath the seat in front of you. So there's actually, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison when you're shopping for tickets by price because the one airline says you can bring along this big roller bag and put it overhead for free, and this other airline says, no, no, we charge you for that. And I was flying, I, I, I admit, I took them one time. One time I flew them someplace and back, and I had very little to carry with me, so it worked. I saw what came the closest to being an out-and-out fist fight in an airport because the representative from the airline was walking up the line as people were going into TSA. And the entire terminal, the entire, that section, was all for that one airline. And he'd look, and somebody had a bag that's too big. He'd go, excuse me, you got to check that bag. At that point, it's like 50 bucks. And a guy goes, no, no, this will fit. And they've got one of those templates over there. they got one of those little aluminum frames. And the guy goes, if it won't fit, 50 bucks. The guy walks over and he's just trying to jam it in. He's just beating on his luggage, <laughs> trying to get it to jam into that little space. And it won't. And the guy goes, look, this will fit underneath the seat. And the guy goes, no, it won't, it won't, it won't jam into that template. That's 50 bucks. And the guy started screaming. The, the, the passenger started screaming. And security actually to come and kind of push this whole thing out away from the TSA checkpoint. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was wild. It was wild. But um, you, you should know going in with that one airline that, that that's going to happen to you. And so, like I said, I did it the one time, but the experience was <laughs> not worth it. But the interesting thing here is that when you book yourself into one of these subcategories of economy, 
Do you understand that, okay, if you get cold, you don't get a blanket? I, 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 I've never asked for a blanket on a plane, but I know people do. And if you don't let people know this up front, you're going to have problems with customer expectations. Because people are going to go, I got on board a plane. The plane was freezing. I asked for a blanket. The woman goes, no, you can't have one. And then I started give one to somebody three rows up, not realizing the dividing line was two rows up, that kind of thing. So it's an interesting situation. Uh, but the airlines, <laughs> like I said, I'm not a big fan of flying. I'm not scared to fly. Not at all. I just don't like the whole experience. And there is something about getting on board airplanes where people lose track of personal space. People no longer understand how personal space works on an airplane. Okay? Uh, I was flying one time, and I had uh, a seat near the restroom. And because I had a space in front of me, thank God, uh, I had a, a monitor that came up out of the arm and folded like this in front of me so I could watch movies. And while watching movies on this flight on three separate occasions, somebody would come by waiting for the restroom and put their hand on top of a monitor and lean on it and then go like this. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like out of the corner of their eye, they just saw something they could put their hand on. And so they actually would lean on the monitor I'm watching a movie on and then knock it down. Oh, I'm sorry. And... You know, if you're sitting in the aisle, which occasionally I do, uh, the number of times you get hit by people who are carrying a bag over their shoulders and they're carrying a bag that's this big, this big around, and they're just hitting every single person in the head with it as they walk by. Uh, totally oblivious, totally oblivious. So it's just, it's, it's like a whole different, whole different planet when you get on board an airplane. So Chris, thanks for sending bestlifeonline.com. Kelly Coleman wrote that. American Airlines flight attendants warned not to give coach the premium experience anymore. <laughs> Questions or comments, put them below this talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Don't expect answers. Rather, ask what's the question.